Today on Let's Talk VoiceOver with BT and Randy Ryan, Mary Lynn Wisner stops by. We talk about the value of a casting director, the good, the bad, and the ugly about pay-to-plays, and how you can take a voiceover cruise. What? You'll have to listen for the details. So sit back, relax, and let's talk voiceover. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Marilyn Wisner is a voice casting director and founder of Voices Voice Casting in Los Angeles. Having cast voices for thousands of TV, radio, animation, film, games, e-learning, and audiobooks for almost 30 years, Mary Lynn is recognized worldwide as the go-to casting director to find that perfect voice. She's also a university lecturer at UCLA's School of Theater, Film, and Television, a voice acting coach, and the creator of the VoiceOver Self-Direction mobile app for your phone. A lot to talk about here, so I hope you're all in a comfy place. Let's talk voiceover, Mary Lynn Wisner. Let's. Let's do that. Hi, Mary Lynn. How the heck are you? I'm fabulous. How the heck are you guys? Well, I've been up since something stupid like five this morning because I just couldn't sleep because of that, uh, the uh, erstwhile lovely podcast series that's not this one that I'm working on. That's just, <laughs> but I digress. Oh, the one you're actually getting paid to do. I am okay, getting paid yeah. to do that. It's, see, and, and, it's a, and it's a good thing because. Because you wouldn't be spending your time there doing it for free like you do this one thing. Right. No. Right. Hey, I've got a question for you because sure. I've never known. How long have you been in L.A.? You, did you grow up there or did you grow up somewhere else? Born and bred. Um, ah. I'm actually a second generation Angelino, which is kind of unusual. No kidding. Um, yeah. City um, or valley? In the valley. Proud valley there girl. There you go. So my kids are actually third generation, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I grew up in the valley and I love it. I'm very proud to say I'm from L.A. Well, I think it's always very different if you grow up there. It's It's been your city. It is what it is. I mean, it's... It's crowded, yeah, because everybody moves here, and then they complain about it. Um, so it's like, go move back then. Um, and there's a lot of traffic because everybody moves here, and then they complain about it. But, you know, so move back. That's what I say. For me, I, I will admit, I hate the heat when it's summertime and it's super hot. I'm not a big fan of the heat, especially in the valley. But, yeah, you know, for the most part... It's, I love it. I mean, I, I, you've got the ocean, you've got the mountains, you've got really exciting things going on. And of course, you know, in my industry for what I do, I kind of have to be here anyway. Um, yeah, are there yeah. times I wish I was in a small little all American Vermont sort of town? Yeah, but I think I might go crazy if I was in an environment like that for too long. So. Um, you just deal with it. You know, you get on the freeway and you listen to podcasts. Or, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, you know. um, you Very know, so, subtle plug. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, it's all it's it's what you make of it. That's the way I look at it. No, I sure completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in L.A. twice. It's probably the most beautiful geography and generally weather um, mm-hmm. of anywhere in the country. It's just you got to combat that with traffic and congestion and crowds and costs and all that other stuff so you know there's good and bad but then again you know randy and i both lived in austin austin is turning into a lot of the same issues i recently left and moved to nashville and nashville's even undergoing a lot of the same issues with over 100 people a day moving in and uh, the congestion and the traffic and because the infrastructure just isn't built for it right because i grew up here i know like all the little side streets and 
and things like that, you know, so I, I'm quick around town. But yeah, it, there's times you're just stuck on the freeway and there's nothing you can do about it. As long as it's moving, that's kind of my thing. If it's not moving, that's when I go crazy. Yeah. So as long yeah. as it's moving yeah. even a little bit, it's not that bad. You just make time for it. So Right. Now, did you grow up in entertainment or around entertainment? Yes. My dad was a TV producer, and he's one of the pioneers oh, cool. of um, videotape. So he kind of started a lot of, you know, Metro Tape for Metro Media. And oh, he wow. had a video production company that had mobile units that did the Olympics and huge concerts like for Bruce Springsteen and people and TV shows. So I grew up around it, and then I started doing commercials when I was about 16. I really wanted to do that. It paid for college. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, it was just a great time as far as the industry goes and what they were looking for. I, I had that sort of all-American look and this was the 80s and that, that time it was really popular. So I did pretty well with it. I knew nothing about voiceover back then, but um, that's how I started. So I was around the business a lot. I grew up on, you know, TV sets and things like that. Very nice. Yeah. Do you still do any acting, even if it's just for, you know, something you just want to do? I do voiceovers. Um, I've been doing voiceovers for, gosh, about 25 years. My degree was in, I have two degrees. I went to UCLA and Cal State Northridge. And um, my degree, I have a degree in broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a Diane Sawyer. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a newscaster. I didn't. I wasn't planning on being an actor or anything. I just did it for the money and to pay for college. Do you know how badly that kills all those actors who I know. want nothing but to be an actor and can't get there? But you know what? I think <laughs> I think that's why I did well because I kind of didn't care. You know, and I yeah, don't. So mean, you went in and you were just you. Sure. I just had fun, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to the process. And back then, like I said. I actually had a, a couple little like guest starring things I, I on some TV stuff, but I almost made it to the TV show Fame. I was between me and the girl that finally got it. Um, oh wow! But it wasn't my passion, and I knew I wasn't that great at it. I mean, I could sing, but I just knew, you know, and I can act, I can do what I have to do, but I just wasn't that great at it. And I loved news, and I loved radio, and uh, so that's what I did. And, and I interned at CBS News and NPR when I was in college. And um, when I graduated, I couldn't get a job. And so, you know, my parents were kind of like, you know, tick tock, tick tock, <laughs> let's go get a job. And finally, I saw an ad in the Hollywood Reporter for an assistant agent. And I remember thinking, I could do that. I mean, I've had agents, I know what that's like. And sure. so I applied for the job. And it was for Don Pitts, who at that time was sort of, you know, oh, I, wow. yeah, the I, voice I call him, king. Yeah. yeah, I call him the godfather of voiceover agenting because he really started sure. the business of being an agent specifically for voiceover. Because back then there weren't agents for voice actors, you know, June Foray or, you know, uh, Dawes Butler and those big animation people. They had their managers or theatrical agents. There wasn't a voiceover agent, so to speak. Right. So lucky for me, I got the job as his assistant. And that's how I started in the business. And again, lucky for me, his clients were Casey Kasem and Orson Welles and Gary Owens and all these amazing, you know, legends in the voiceover world. And Don was such a chill, easygoing guy. He would just be like, yeah, you go run that session. Sure, go do it. Nah. You know? <laughs> and I, I, here I was, you know, directing Orson Welles. And I'm like 22 years old going, 
okay, Mr. Wells, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then he died sh- shortly thereafter. Tell me you did the peas session. Please, no, no, please. no, God, that was that was way before me. Um, oh. <laughs> and he he died shortly thereafter. But then Don left, and I got to, um, and of course I gave up my acting career then. And then um, I got to uh, rebuild that department because he went to another agency, and of course took all his people, and I had to rebuild the voiceover department at that agency. So that's what I did. And then decided after a couple of years, I didn't want to be an agent. And I got into casting. And in a long-winded answer to your question there, um, when I started in casting, I would have producers say, gosh, I really like your voice. Uh, make sure you put yourself on there. So I started doing that. And then when I opened up my company, I I never put my stuff on things that I cast. You know, I, I got a voiceover agent and would do it that way. Sure. Because I felt like that was a little bit of a conflict of interest. But um, Ab- yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I do voiceovers as well. Um, I'm with DPN here in LA and I don't have a huge amount of time to devote to it. I pretty much just do commercials and narrations or e-learning things. But yeah, so when that comes up and if I can do it, I do it. So are you mostly doing it because the jobs are there? Same kind of thing as when you were doing film before? Or are you doing it because it's like, no, I I really want to do at least some voiceover, keep my chops up. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Not not because it's there, because, you know, yeah, I audition for things and um, I get upset sometimes when I don't get things. Um, but <laughs> no, I there's a part of me that just loves the microphone. You know, I, I step into a booth. You guys know this, you know, yeah, that feeling. You're in a booth and it's just, it's heaven. It's magic. And yeah. I don't feel that when I've done on camera. I feel that in front of a microphone. So it's a whole different pacing. Yeah. It's a whole different pacing and a whole different feel. And, you know, the booth is really much more intimate and the set is very congested. And even as an actor, I always kind of feel like, yeah, not that I'm in the way, but just kind of like, yeah, I'm I here to do saying. what I need to do. And then, and then, let everyone else, you know, step away and let everyone else do their jobs. Yeah, I think with on camera, there's there's a vulnerability. And I don't like not feeling in control. And I feel like not that that's not there in the voiceover booth, but maybe because the walls are padded, you feel like you can be more, you know, free. Um, I just feel uh, I don't know, I just it, it speaks to me pardon the pun, um, way more than than on camera, you know? That's definitely a love I'll never give up. I really do enjoy it. And granted, I probably, if I had more time to devote to it, I probably would venture out more into all the different arenas and genres of VO, but I just don't have the time. So I yeah. do what I can do and hope it works. Yeah. Well, I think that actually allows you to be more in touch with what's going on because you're seeing both sides of the coin. Absolutely. And, and it makes me a good director. Value. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does for sure. And I, and I do let my students know that I know what it's like to be on the other side of the glass and to see the the clients shaking their head and, you know, like, no, no. And they're just, you know, you're freaking out like, oh my God, they hate me. And, and all they're doing is just deciding, you know, what kind of pizza they want. So um, I think what it is, it's, it makes me sympathetic to all sides of the process. I know what it's like on the casting side, the ad agency side, the talent agent side, the actor side. So there's a lot. I, I, I mean, I can proudly say I'm one of the few voiceover coaches and, you know, casting people that really does come from all sides of the the microphone. 
Mm-hmm. I have a question for you on the casting side of things because casting is changing all well it's it's not necessarily changing for everybody but parts uh, of parts of yeah. casting are changing a lot you know the voices.com thing and um, Fiverr and all this other kind of stuff um, oh we're getting into that again are we? <laughs> <laughs> what? I've always you know what I always keep meaning to look on Fiverr to see what these jobs are that people are talking about because why would you even go on there in the first place to to offer your services for five bucks? I, I have hate. no idea. So I'm, I'm always no curious why people bring it up because it must be pretty pretty prevalent. I just I I keep meaning to do that. So thanks for reminding me. There's Voice Bunny and there's all those other ones, and I think Voice Bunny is like what ten bucks or something. <gasps> I mean, it's something stupid. You're it's all, kidding it's all stupid. me. Yeah. You're no. Yeah. Me. No. No. There's a bunch of them out there that are just ridiculously stupid and this unfortunately this topic's coming up more and more in our conversations and it's just like who are the people that think this is the way to try and make a living you know it's funny you said that because i actually had a student yesterday and it was the first time i coached her on a skype session and lovely woman um she said to me yes i'm one of the few and i don't know much about voice bunny so i don't i didn't know what they're parameters were whatever she goes i'm one of the few talent that actually do make hundreds of dollars on voice bunny and da, 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 da. and she was quite proud of it and i said i said i get it i get where you're coming from i said but what you're doing is you are perpetuating this bottom feeder thing and you're bringing down the integrity of the business it's your voice is worth more than that i'm i can see you now with your 416 mic that cost a lot of money why are you devaluing the investment you put into your workshops yep. and your training and your home studio? And yep. I said, that's insulting, you know, and I always tell actors, you know, if you had a dress shop and you're selling all these beautiful dresses and clothes and things like that, you had to go to a buyer to buy those things. And then, of course, you know, there's the retail markup and all that. So why are you not doing the same thing with your voice? Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not worth something. And I've had students say, well, I've got to start somewhere. And it makes me feel good to get that booking. And I said, okay, well, if you feel good for five bucks, you go. You know, but I, I think that's insulting. And I think that that's not honoring your talent and and um, you know what you've put into this career but part of me kind of gets where they're coming from and maybe those are the people that will just continue to do those kinds of things because they're not going to play with the big kids because maybe they don't have that kind of voice or that sort of talent so maybe sometimes I think okay Mary Lynn don't be so hard maybe we do need some of those and I don't mean this to be mean but you know kind of medium type voices you know what i mean does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah no yeah um, it does uh so i don't know i i don't like it um i hate voices.com we all hate voices.com and by the way they're not related <laughs> to me they stole my company name not that i own well right. actually do i do now own the name voices voice casting i did trademark it finally but um yeah they're they're, they're not nice people so there you no. go a recent story I just heard about Voices.com, there was a, a, a voice actor who got booked on a job through Voices.com, and he thought it was a, a really low rate. And then when he got to the session, he realized it was a session that he did with the same producer a year before. And so 
he had a relationship. And so he started the conversation and said, I'm going to kind of put it out there and ask you, the rate seems really low. And the producer was really surprised and said, really? It ended up that Voices.com took 70% of the talent <gasps> rate. This was recently? And gave him 30 Yes. And you or know what? At least, this that, at least that's what they did with that one. This, at least that's what they did with, with that one. This is yeah. this is the thing that they were busted on, you know, what was that, three, four years ago, that whole, you know, when the shakedown started. And, you know, they were promising to be more transparent and all that bullshit. And it's nope. it just drives me crazy. You know, like, why are you people still on Voices.com? You know, you're going to say, yeah, I went to the session and I talked to the producer and blah, 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 blah. Good. Yay. Good for you. But why are you still on there? You know, that's my say. Yeah, you know? I mean, the end of that story was he did drop his, you know, drop his affiliation with Voices.com. Well, that's of course, good. Lesson learned and, and a little too late. But I think that's really what needs to happen to be able to combat some of that abuse is for people to just stop. Yeah. And well, here's what I hope, obviously, is that the client heard this and went, what? And then oh, the, cl- the client did. The client yeah. was appalled. Yeah, because they had worked together before. So, you know, the client was absolutely appalled. But I think that's what we really need to start. One of the things we really need to start doing is stop taking work from those places and instead really try and and it's about retraining the customer. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also the customers have to understand the value. It's also retraining the ad agencies. Um, you know, that's, part what, that's what I'm talking about yeah. as the customer. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, the, no, no. the fight that I have is before Voices.com and these internet casting sites, you would go to a casting director like myself or some of my other colleagues out there. And um, that's how you got your voices. Or if you were a small regional, you know, mom and pop shop, you might go to the local DJ or something like that. And sure. not, not that sure. I am you know, behind the times and adverse to technology and all that. I'm not. I mean, it's I love it. But at the same t- at the same time, you know, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And so I've always been trying to say is, why do you go to, I call them telecasters. Why do you go to these people that answer the phones and, you know, or you fill out a form and, you know, that you get your, it's a wing and a prayer. Um, I understand there's budgets. I get all that. Um, but, you know, Nobody ever thinks about the casting directors. I've had so many friends close their doors because, you know, of these internet casting sites. I've been very fortunate that I've had some really great producers and ad agencies that have stayed loyal and they don't even, some of them don't even know what online casting is or they just hate it um, and they want that hand-holding. And you have to understand, especially here in L.A. as well, you tend to deal with like more big campaigns in advertising and you have the 4A agreement with the union and all that sort of stuff. So, but at the same time, I, I'll be honest, I mean, more than half of my invoices for casting went down when those things and voice bank took off. I mean, it really sucks. Yeah. So I do notice there's a little bit of a shift coming back. I mean, I have gotten some new clients um, and I do a lot. I tr- I've been trying to sort of market that now it's, it's hard because you're dealing with a lot of people too, that, that don't even know there's such a thing as a voiceover casting director that's a human being in her office and you know and you have to you have to say yeah, yeah. this is what I do cuz you know that's just it's it's a weird time in our industry it really is and now 
there's all these new sorry if you hear my dog snoring under my desk here <laughs> um, <laughs> she she never leaves my side uh my big lab perfect um but now there's all these new casting sites now coming up you know at that sort of this retaliation against the whole voice bank it's just it's crazy it's it's kind of nerve-wracking and and a little a little insane if you ask me well, part of what I think you are likely dealing with that I have, and Brian knows this, I just even in the past couple of months just made the corporate decision to largely abdicate our company from uh, a good part of this, is you, you're still doing a lot of commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how Brian and I both started. We both started in commercial. Yeah. And that's how we met. And I, you know, I'm at the point now where because of the turnover in the ad agencies, you know, and we can, and that's a whole nother yeah. topic that you have these people that don't know anything about what they're doing. Uh, and yet they want to control the whole process. They want to be the ones in charge and, and directing a session and they have no business directing it and they want to be the ones casting. And they're part of the problem because they're, they're driving the price down by going to places like this. They don't know what's good. They don't know what the value of somebody who actually can say, hey, you should go talk to Mary Lynn because she's got 10, 20, 30 people just like that part that you're going for and she has relationships with them and, and you're going to get something extremely solid. Mm-hmm. And you know, and what they're saving in, in totem for the, you know, for the, and that's the other thing that drives me up a tree is, so you have this budget for, for this campaign and the percentage that they are saving by doing it themselves and trying to, to micromanage exactly. this is, is yeah. minimal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, they don't know what they don't know. And what we have to realize, too, is in advertising, yes, there's that musical chairs are constantly changing as they win and lose jobs and accounts. But most of these copywriters and some of these account execs, we have to remember, they're in their 20s, you know? And so they exactly. they grew up with the internet. They grew up where you Google everything. And so, of course, when you Google how to find a voiceover talent, what's the first thing that comes up? Right. What you have to do is you just have to build relationships. So back what I used to do 20 years ago where I'd get on the phone, hi, we're a voiceover casting service and da-da-da-da-da, you know, and just cold call and send out my mailers. I kind of thought, I'm going to go old school again and send out the postcards I used to send out and, you know, Mm -hmm. just see what happens. I don't care if they toss it in the trash, but at least the name came across their face or whatever. So, absolutely. you know, with all these new online casting services that have come out, you know, like, again, like I said, um, I don't know what's going to happen there either, because now there seems to be a plethora of them. And where do you go? You know, all the agents are like, well, should I stay on this one? Should I go over here? Should I be on all of them? And then for an ad agency person or anybody looking for a voice, it's I think that could be overwhelming. I don't know what's going to go on. I really don't. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. What kind of a relationship are you finding that you've got with talent agencies now, with agents themselves? Oh, that's always been, knock on wood, very good. Um, yeah. I mean, especially here in L.A., um, some of these people I've grown up with, more or less, you know, in the business together. And so I've known them for really, you know, for many, many years. And so we, we're supportive of each other. But at the same time, you know, they're, they've got a business to run, too. And they're not going to say, right. well, I'm not going to go on a casting site, uh, Mary Lynn, because of my loyalty to you. I respect that. I understand. But. You know, at the same time as a casting director, we're kind of 
you know, our own little island here because we don't have a union protecting us. Um, yet the agents will support us, but they're you're just kind of by yourselves. They can suggest to an ad agency client, hey, um, you might also check out Voices Voice Casting because Mary Lynn can get you some great talent or whatever. So they're all fighting for, you know, their their share as well. But on the relationship side, I, I feel very confident that I have some really great relationships. And I've worked hard for that over the years. And, and, and I have some great relationships with agents all over the country, of course, as well. So I'm, but I maintain those, I check in and, you know, I send them, you know, castings when I can and things like that. So yeah, um, it's always work. Yeah. It's always work to be able to maintain a healthy relationship. Absolutely. You know, I think that's the part of it that the agencies, the ad agencies are really starting to miss here. They're, in fact, they're scrambling like crazy and they're freaking out because the agency world is changing dramatically. And they're all complaining about being lowballed and they're all complaining about people going and using freelancers instead of using an agency and the, what they're missing out on and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and, and do the same exact thing when it comes to Absolutely. talent and, and production and things like that. And it's like, come on, guys. You, you understand that. Better, faster, cheaper doesn't mean whoever's willing to go to the bottom on the internet. Mm-hmm. One thing that hasn't changed is it, it. There is no such thing in most cases as better, faster, cheaper. It's 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 been an old maxim it's my entire two. life. It's pick two. Yeah. It's always pick two. Pick two. Yeah. yeah. It, well, better, faster, cheaper usually means you're still going to spend more money in the long run. You're not going to save your time. You're not going to save money, and you're not you going to save quality. quality. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. It's a constantly evolving process. It's exhausting. <laughs> and and um, uh, the, the crazy thing is I still love it. I absolutely still love it. I love the challenge of, you know, getting a call from a new ad agency saying, okay, we've, we're going to, we're looking for the new voice of Pepsi. And here's what, you know, it's like, yeah, it's so exciting um, mm-hmm. to work on a project like that or something. Yeah. And just as much as I, I still get a thrill when I get a small ad agency in the middle of you know, Boise that's looking for, you know, something. I, um, mm-hmm. I really do. It's it, it feeds me. I really do love that. But it is exhausting just trying to sometimes educate them that there is a better way than the online casting world. Here's the thing that's driving me crazy. Every time I go on Facebook, I'll see, you know, actor people I know saying, I'm casting this job for a client. Here's what I need, yada, 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 yada. And it's just like, right. why don't you just tell your... You're an actor. You're not yeah, a casting Yeah, tell your client, right. yeah. tell your client friend, hey, I know a great casting director. Call Mary Lynn. Right, you know? exactly. I, it always, it's, and then some of them get really off on it, I noticed, you know, like really kind of egocentric. Power trip? Sure. Yeah, thank it's you. It's a power trip. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know if you've noticed that on Facebook with some people, but I sometimes just go, oh, please, you know, whatever. Well, I think it's because the actor finally gets a chance to, Have a you know, power. to wear the, yeah. wear the other shoe, right? And, and be in control and make those decisions, whether they're qualified or not qualified. To me, it just shows you something about the company if they're, you know, willing. Right. Not that an actor is not so suited for this because again look i do voiceovers too but my main thing is casting but the thing is i've been doing this for 30 years you know and i i could tell you any a string of non-union actors any list of portuguese actors whatever you know i mean i know every agent everywhere in every city you know that's what i've trained to do so sure, right. if if a company is willing to put 
their production in the hands of a talent that they use for a couple of voices on a video game, then to me, that speaks volumes about the company, you know, and what that production might be. And again, I understand everybody has a budget, but at least throw the net out there and say, what is your budget casting director? Can we, can we work within your budget, you know, or can I work within your budget? So, um, yeah, it's, that's why they're calling the VO world, the wild west. Now it's kind of like every man for himself and, we're playing every role. I think a lot of it, too, is in life, there's always pendulum swings. And I think that the pendulum has swung really far, and I have a feeling it's going to start swinging back. I think it's going to start coming back, and I think people are going to start finding value. You know? Your mouth to God's and, ears. <laughs> it's got to, right? I mean, it's what keeps us all waking up in the morning happy and smiling. Not the so. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much more valuable is it if you hire a casting person who can bring you 15 to 25 absolutely perfect people for you to choose from as opposed to going online or and sifting through literally thousands? Yeah. It's incredibly or even valuable. Or even, yeah. or even hundreds. And what are you actually looking for after a while? I agree. That's why you hire a casting director who's a voiceover casting director because he or she knows... We spend the time, and this is the difference between a, you know, I call them, like I said, the telecasters, because when you go on those sites, you fill out a form and you write down. And if you're somebody that's maybe not familiar with theatrical terms, or maybe you don't know how to express exactly what you're looking for, I know the kind of questions to ask my client, my ad agency client or my production company. Absolutely, I can pull out a lot of things from them just by spending the time on the phone or getting the right questions because I can get the right voice. I mean, rarely has there been a time that I have not gotten the right voice for a client. This is the other thing that that drives me nuts about the not going to a casting director, uh, especially when there's a budget. How many times, even when they're coming to you, has an ad agency or a client come to you and said, this is what we're looking for, and the description they give you is so nondescript because they're not knowing they're supposed to give you more. And by you actually saying, okay, well, I yeah, I got plenty of people that can do a 30-something you know, mm-hmm. girl next door. Let's delve into that a little bit more and find out a little bit more about what they're looking for. And that's how you target them and get them exactly what they need. They exactly. may not even have thought about this before then. Exactly. I mean, I know the right questions, and which most casting directors do. You just know what to ask to, to glean everything you can from them. And then they're happy because I want them to be happy. I want them to come back. And, and I want of them course. to feel like the money they're spending on casting, once they realize and once they've done it once, it's kind of like, oh, my God, you saved me time. You saved me stress, yada, 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 yada. But that's our job. And that's why, I again, I find it insulting when there's – talent doing things like that. Um, and again, I'm, I want to be careful. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't try all these great things to do because maybe you'll find that's a passion, whatever. But it's kind of just insulting. It just is to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sensitive. Sure, sure. <laughs> I've been accused now, of that. The, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I always it drives me out of my mind is the laziness that comes in when they say, yeah, we're looking for uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. We're looking for right. Morgan Freeman. We're looking. I'm like, you know, those guys are all Jane still Lynch. alive and working. Yeah. If you're really looking for them, just call them. Yeah. Call them. You know, they'll do it for a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> if you really want them, they're there. Wait. Now, in the meantime, if you want to use your creativity and that's what you're getting paid for as an agency, right? Right. Then 
why don't you listen for something unique and interesting that's going to best serve your client as opposed to just because you're lazy or because you're you're not educated enough to understand what you're asking for default to whoever you know star de jour is that's why that was my point that's why the online things don't necessarily work because some people sometimes they just can't articulate what they want so they say sam elliott or jeff bridges or whatever if you're just typing that in on a submission form there for for a pay-to-play site that's what you're going to get you're going to get impersonators whereas i'm going to sit there and say Here's what I know you want, and da 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 da, da and we flesh it out. What tonal quality? Yeah. yeah. The reason they Things say like that, that, the, yeah. the reason they Delivery say style. they want a Sam Elliott or a Jeff Bridges or a Tina Fey, it's not that they want a impersonation of them. It's that those people, those very specific celebrities, have very interesting voice prints. And so it makes them memorable. And that's what they're trying to articulate. They just don't know how to say that. And so that's the kind of thing I can pull out of them. And then we delve into, is it the age range? You know, all the little questions I can ask. And then it's like, yeah, that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. What about him? You know, and then I can make it into a very concise casting spec and then the actors can go, okay, great. And I know who can do that voice, who has that voice. And you're not going to get that. And that's the other yeah. really valuable part. Right. You know exactly who to go to to find those kinds of voice prints or the styles or the textures in the voice that can match some of that. So, again, they're not getting, you know, right. 200 people who think they're doing a Morgan Freeman. Right. They're getting 20 people that do it who fabulously. you know can yeah. do the job they're looking for. Right. Or... I have agents that maybe I don't know certain talent that can do things, but I have agents that I trust and I can say, okay, so-and-so, um, here's what I'm looking for. And I spend the time on the phone with the agent and there's certain agents I just completely, completely, you know, bow down to because they have such amazing talent and recommendations yeah. or whatever. And I really trust them and we'll talk about, okay, yeah, what about Bill, Bob and Joe, you know, and we talk about it. So that's what a casting director does. Your production is precious to them and they will see it through to the end. So that's what you're not getting you know, you guys all know this. We need to get this out to those. <laughs> why am I, why am I preaching? People. Why am I preaching to you guys? You guys know this. I don't know. This is ad agency people listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to send this out. We got to hit them up. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that makes me think too that, that you were talking about that, again, a lot of these people don't think about. And I think even people who are in the industry, don't necessarily think about what's the one thing that you're telling somebody you know when they're doing a voiceover demo it's it's don't do impersonations don't do stereotypes right. do your take on what that is and so by allowing you know we'll just use the number of 20 20 people who can do that job come in you also know and I know you do that part of what you're you're going to do is you is you may give them a really tight spec but you also want them to bring themselves as opposed to everybody try to do this exact same thing in this way and hit this word and do all that kind of stuff because they're going to do some things they're going to they're going to basically get into character even for commercial mm-hmm. and they're going to bring something of themselves to it and that's when you really get great VO absolutely and the other thing a casting director does is we direct the audition session. 
you know, Absolutely. Or, or if I don't direct it, because a lot of times I will send copy right to the agents and they get it to their people, or I'll send copy directly to the talent, whatever the case may be. If I listen back to it and I don't, I know that actor could do something different. I can text them, call them, email them, whatever, and say, Hey, I think you missed this a little bit. Let's try it again. And so you're ding, not going to, yeah, you're not going to get that in, in a pay to play type situation or no. like, thing. So there's, they're just, just going to say that, that that person's not good or that yeah. person's not and, right. But and, that's my job. That's part of my job is because I have to find my client exactly the voice that they're looking for. And sometimes I'm, I send them voices that they don't know they're looking for, you know, and that's, right. that's happened a lot. Like, like every once in a while, I will throw a ringer in there. I did that on a huge uh, Chrysler thing. It was actually for Fiat several years ago. And they, they, want, they thought they wanted a guy. And I threw in this one girl. She booked it. They didn't know they wanted awesome. her. You know, <laughs> they didn't know they wanted well, her. Well, and that's the incredible value that seems to be missing at the moment mm-hmm. and hoping for it to all come back. Yeah. So, well, you know. And then what that makes me think are the number of times that, and I'll, I'm sure you've done this too, you do throw in a ringer, but it, sometimes it's something like, you know, I'll bet they haven't thought about this person who's got just this really interesting British accent that they've lost because they've li- been living here for 20 years. Let's throw them in. Yeah. I'll bet they haven't thought about, you know, why does this have to be a white dude? Let's throw in, you know, an African-American voice. You yeah. know, and they may not take it, but it, but again, it's somebody that you know can do the job. And it's like, there's no reason that they can't be considered. And, right. and, and they don't You don't get in that. trouble. You don't get in trouble for doing that. No. That's, that's why you get hired because, and, and I, I've sort of been known as a casting director that throws the net out a little bit wider. I won't just get people from LA, you know, I will try to get people. And that's been one of the beautiful um, benefits of being a coach is because I do coach people all over the world. I, I've met some amazing and worked with some amazing talent who just unfortunately might not have representation or don't want it or whatever. It's not their issue. It's not their fault. Um, and so they've booked things, you know, so I, I pride myself on that. So, yeah, I mean, you guys all know that, you know, you know what it is and it's, it's frustrating and it's kind of, like I said, it's a little exhausting because this is like, I know I can make your production better, and I know my casting <laughs> colleagues can right. make it better. Just one call, dude. Just for God's sakes, call me, <laughs> God right? Darn yeah. It. yeah, one call, man. So, yeah, there we go. Well, you know, what you, what you speak to there is one of the things that, you know, because it could sound to somebody like we're complaining about – yeah, you know, know about the internet and all, and it's like no. I mean, what we're doing it's right not, now, no. what we're doing right now, is because of that. And the fact that you can find someone who's like, you know, I would love to move to L.A., but I'm I'm a mother of two, and I'm living in Concord, New Hampshire, and my my husband, you know, does this, or my kid has special needs or whatever. But I'm an actor, mm-hmm. and you can work with that person. Yeah, because of the internet, technology is a tool. It should never be the decision maker. It should just be a tool right. to use as part of finding a best solution. Right. So, That's good. Anyway. Write that down. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, I come out with something that makes me sound really smart, and then I share it as much as I can because it'll be a long time before another one comes along. <laughs> That's so, a the internet is, I'll, I'll, I'll succinct it a little bit. The internet is just a tool. Don't be one yourself. <laughs> Hire Mary oh, Lou. Oh, 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 I love it. 
love that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You brought up the topic. Let's get into it. Teaching, training, coaching, workshops, uh -huh. and a cruise. <laughs> oh, I know. Isn't that fun? Um, Talk to us about that. God, that's going to be awesome. Well, Bob Bergen is one of my best buddies, and... I, I'm, I'm sure you guys know Bob, major animation uh, star, Absolutely. legend, and so on. And he's also an amazing, fabulous coach. And he did a couple of these voiceover cruises years and years ago. I've never done one before. So he said to me like a year ago, he goes, you want to do a voiceover cruise together? It's like, sure, why not? You know, <laughs> um, I'll go anywhere with Bob. Wow, yeah, twist, he's fun. twist my arm on that one. <laughs> I know, of course, we were drinking a glass of wine at the time or something. He's so fun. And I, I just have a great time with him. And um, Bob is kind of uh, his producer, Marion Massaro, is putting it together. She's an amazing Wonder Woman. Um, I didn't know she was. I didn't see. Now, that was, I know I know her, too. Yeah. I didn't realize she was Bob's producer. Oh, she's amazing. That girl can do anything. So we are doing a cruise. It'll be January 2019, and it's on my website, uh, VoicesVoiceCasting.com. And I think if you sign up now before the end of April, there's quite a discount. It's a, actually a pretty good deal. So you do – it's a seven-day cruise along the coast of Mexico, um, and I'm teaching commercials. Bob is teaching animation. And then Bob has this, I don't know, sort of therapy kind of getting your career in order thing that was very popular, um, a very popular workshop he did for a few years. And so we're going to do that oh, as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, tequila shot, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's Scott Parkin. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so anyway, uh, so we're gonna do that, and um, and then you could bring your family, you could bring your spouse, whatever significant other, and um, so we will be when the ship is you know sailing, we will be doing the workshops, and then of course when it when it docks, you know you'll you can go off on excursions and so on. Um, I think it's like three quarters full already. I know it's just going to be a ton of fun. And Bob is kind of a cruise snob. So I know that he's really offering it, at, I think, at a pretty amazing rate. He got a great rate because of Marion, who's amazing, and she has worked in the travel industry. So that combined with, you know, what you would normally pay for a workshop with me or Bob, I think you're getting a really good deal. And I'm looking at this. I mean, it's priced basically like a two-day workshop. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting seven days, honey. <laughs> um and dinner <laughs> and you get to be on a boatload of voiceover people literally a boatload <laughs> uh, no i don't think we're gonna take up the whole boat i mean god help me but i think we're gonna um... no 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 god help the other passengers who are <laughs> I on know, that, that i was just gonna say that i think i think those are the, gonna be the ones you know jumping overboard um but is scott parkin gonna be there no but i saw him at vo atlanta and we were goofing around and, and uh, he was talking about doing that and that that would make it pretty fun um, I have a feeling you guys just might end up with the boat to yourselves yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could only imagine I can only imagine the dinners oh my gosh hey you do that funny voice that you do that's I'm, funny do that funny voice I know and I gotta say I mean Bob told me some of the people that have already signed up I'm really kind of impressed so um and some people are bringing their families or whatever. I just, I think it's going to be fun. And, and of course we'll have time, you know, where we'll just have some, okay, leave me alone time. And you, everybody can kind of chill and all that, which is very important as well. But it's sort of a combination of, you know, training and, and spending time with and just immersing yourself in, in both of our expertises and, and then having fun on top of that. And, you know, good food, good drink, Mexico. What more could you ask for? Hard to beat.
What a blast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm excited because I've only been on one cruise in my whole life, and that was not a good one. So I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. Well, Mary Lynn, we appreciate the time that you spent with us today. This has been absolutely wonderful. Oh, um, thank you. It's, you know, we've had a chance to vent a little bit, but really hopefully giving people some stuff to think about. I thought we were going to talk about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Randy said sometimes we go off into a baseball tangent. Love the Dodgers. That's what I'll say. Well, we're both Cubs fans. I know. So, Sorry. Uh, we should hold off on that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we have Dodger dogs. There you go. <laughs> no, that's true. It, it is a little hard to beat the Dodger dogs. I know. We have old style at Wrigley. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, too. That's pretty well, cool, too. Yeah, you got old style. Yeah. <laughs> we had Vin Scully. There you go. Best ever. Yeah. How can you not like Vin? I know. I know. He's awesome. Yeah, for my money, I mean, he is just the best baseball announcer ever. Yeah. And just a tremendous amount of class. He's cool. His granddaughter was in my daughter's class all growing up in school. So he would come to a lot of the um, school plays and things like that. And just a lovely oh, man, always very polite, you know, very sweet and very cool guy and, and his wife. And they would just, you know, sit there at the plays and, you know, clap along or all the little first communions and things like that. Just a, a really, really great family. So That's lovely. That doesn't surprise me either. That's been, he's cool. All good. Yay, L.A. Yay, Austin. Nashville. Yay. <laughs> so from Vin Scully to a voiceover cruise, I think we've covered a lot of ground <laughs> with Mary Lynn Wisner today. Randall. B.T. Mary Lynn. B.T. Yay. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Marilyn Wisner is the founder of Voices Voice Casting in Los Angeles. If you want to get in touch with her, hit her up on her website at VoicesVoiceCasting.com. She teaches, she coaches, she casts, and she's a boatload of fun to talk with. Is that another plug for the voiceover cruise? Let's Talk VoiceOver is hosted by Randy Ryan, owner of Hamsterball Studios, voice music and sound design, and me, Brian Talbot, voice actor and all-around creative guy. Is that a title? If you have comments, questions, ideas for other show topics that you'd be interested in hearing or you just want to let us know what you think, reach out to us by sending us an email to bt at letstalkvoiceover.com or go to our website at www.letstalkvoiceover.com. That's letstalkvoiceover.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite media app so you don't miss an episode and follow us on Facebook and Twitter too. Once in a while... We posted something. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk VoiceOver. We'll talk again real soon.